This is Lifelong Learning on ReachMD, and we are broadcasting from the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions at their annual meeting, and we're in Washington, D.C., and joining me is Lauren Patrick. She is president of Health Monics. Thanks for joining us today, Lauren. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Great. So I know that you have some great expertise and have spent more than a decade in quality improvement and CME and the technologies behind that. What, what are you seeing change over the last decade, of, especially on quality improvement? So when, when I joined this industry about a decade ago, the activities that folks were doing were very discreet. People would come in and they would do one CME activity or they would, PI was just kind of in its infancy. It had been mandated by the boards for board certification. And so folks would come in and they would do a PICME activity and they'd say, yay, I'm done. And that would be the end of it for five years. What we're seeing now is a much more continuous improvement, continuous CME kind of activity where folks are not just doing it once and leaving, but they're actually involved in it on an ongoing basis. Right. And PI being performance improvement, I I remember those days well where it's not easy on those early ones to pull people through and really document it. I think there was some little, little bit of pushback by clinicians because it was time-consuming. So has that changed? Oh, you're being kind about a little bit of pushback. I mean, we would literally call these folks up and say, you know, we really need you to, to take the next step in order to get them through. And, of course, a lot of them had to have it done by the end of the year. So, January, so December 31st was a very busy day for us in, in the old days. I think it's still difficult for folks. I think what we're trying to do is really marry those activities into more of the day-to-day to to make it not be some activity that you're doing besides all the other things that a busy practitioner is doing. So rather than making them come in and do a PI activity, which is not at all integrated into their systems, to somehow pull that data out of their their existing data. So there's very little for them to do other than to look at the quality information and see where they need to make improvements and work on the improvement activity itself. So we're trying to to take away all of that extra activity so that they can really focus on where do they need to improve and how can we help them improve. It sounds a little more immersive. So is is it tying back to EMR, EHR data? How are you tracking these people to show that there really is improvement on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? So absolutely. So our systems now integrate with EHRs. We've become ONC certified, which is the Office of the National Coordinator. There are now standards where we can pull data pretty um, definitively from EMRs. Not to say that it's perfect, but um, we can bring that data in and calculate the, the quality scores for folks, look at where they are in comparison to where they used to be, where their peers are and where they ought to be, and then provide them with very, very um, definitive areas where they can they can work to improve. Yeah, a, a customized approach to what, what their education could be. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Is it being accepted a little more readily now by clinicians, is it, given that it maybe is taking less of their time and using more technology backbone to show them the evidence of their learning, but are they adopting it better now? So I think those that do have done it and see the impact of it become much more engaged and much more enthusiastic about it. There's still a huge resistance to it. However, we have more and more sticks. The government, CMS, is pushing if you don't do these sorts of programs, you are getting penalized in your reimbursements. Folks like Blue Cross and Anthem have programs in place where this is, is also impacting you financially. The boards are really saying your maintenance of certification is dependent upon it. So there's more and more reasons for them to do it. So I think that we're getting 
more participation. I don't know that it's necessarily because they're more anxious to do it. I think it's just because of all of the, the focus on it. Yeah. Uh, any anecdotes from any programs you've seen where you've really documented, seen some incredible improvements based on this tracking? So we've done a couple programs actually with the University of Pennsylvania for um, COPD and for diabetes, where we've just seen magnificent improvements. CME and quality improvement really can have an impact for those that don't have access to a lot of education. Uh, A lot of your rural practitioners just don't know the current standards of care. And so when they look at this, even just seeing what the current measurements are, we get phone calls from practitioners that are just so enthusiastic once they take that first step. And that, for me, is is so rewarding, just to see them, once they understand what they should be doing, they don't even need to go through that second QI, like educational activity. They learn a lot just from seeing their quality scores. That's terrific. Uh, Where can our listeners learn a bit more? Any recommendations? Even your own website. So our website is healthmonics.com, and there we talk about a lot of the different programs. That would be www.healthmonics, which is health, M-O-N-I-X.com. Great. And they can find some good information there. They can find information there. They can go to, like I said, CMS is really doing a lot. And the American Board of Medical Specialties, that's another site that folks can go to and find a lot about this um, integrated program that we're working on. That's great. Well, we appreciate your joining us today. Any thoughts on what it might look like, say, five years out from now? So I think it will be much more integrated. I think that as we go through and we look at quality improvement, we look at quality scores, we're really focusing on taking not only the EMR data, but also looking at systems information in terms of what a practitioner is doing in their system, looking at self-assessments, looking at their assessment of barriers, their self-confidence. We're tying all that data together to really point folks to the appropriate educational tools. That's terrific. We're also tending to work with gathering input from best practices from those that are really, really doing well so they can share their stories of how they've improved and how they've reached, you know, phenomenal practices. And those are getting shared then with those that still need to do improvements. So it's a a much more collaborative environment now. It's not just a person going through it discreet from the rest of of the practitioners. The other focus is really team-based now, so that rather than you or I as a practitioner going through an activity, um, doing it as a team. And we find that that has tremendous value, both in terms of looking at quality scores, but also in terms of education. It sticks. You hold your colleagues accountable. It's implemented in an overarching team-based environment, and we really find that that makes a huge difference in terms of ongoing impact. Yeah, that does sound like it would be a much more impactful. We have seen studies on how the collaborative model really does mm-hmm. impact. Mm-hmm. You'll have to come back and give us some stories on how that's working out. It's definitely an ongoing basis. So appreciate your joining us today. Thank you well, so thank much. thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Great. And this is Lifelong Learning on ReachMD, and we are broadcasting from the Alliance for Continuing Education in the Health Professions at their annual meeting, and we're in Washington, D.C. Thanks again.